In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, as uh, 2021 draws to a close, and we look forward to 2022, would you say things are looking brighter or darker, I wonder? Perhaps you'd like to turn back, actually, to page four, uh, to our first reading. And in uh, that reading, Isaiah described a certain darkness in the world, deep darkness, in fact. The people walking in darkness, he spoke of, on those living in the land of deep darkness. And I guess we all know what he means. He's not talking about literal darkness. It's a metaphor. Uh, We talk about the dark ages, when life presumably was difficult, violent, ignorant, short. Uh, And we also talk about the Enlightenment, a time when technological, medical and scientific progress brought improvement to the way we live. So would you say it's getting brighter or darker? If you'd have asked most social commentators a couple of years ago, they would have said, actually, they were quite optimistic. Uh, Poverty rates and infant mortality rates and average life expectancy and how much schooling girls in the developing world get uh, and how many people have access to electricity and all those kinds of measures, all of those were improving around the world. And one Harvard professor published a book a couple of years ago called Enlightenment Now. And in it, he said, quote, everything is amazing. And yet, even then, he admitted that none of us are as happy as we ought to be, given how amazing our world has become. Because actually, at the same time, there is a darkness. More people today die from eating too much than too little. More people sadly die by suicide than they do from wars or terrorist attacks combined. And of course, the past couple of years have seen a huge shadow cast over us that no amount of optimism has been able to lift. I think there's probably a darkness at three levels. Uh, The leaders are in the dark. Uh, There is political turmoil, isn't there? The news is constantly reminding us that our government is struggling. Every day there's a fresh reminder of the crisis of leadership which we face. Secondly, at the personal level for each of us, I suspect that in this room, frankly, many of us are at our wits' end. But thirdly, ultimately, there's a darkness at the level of our whole human race, our species. We live in the valley of the shadow of death. And we've been particularly aware of that darkness this year. Is there a darkness? I think so. The reason why the people of Isaiah's time, when he was prophesying, were in darkness was actually because they had turned their back on their God. They'd been uprooted from their homeland. They were living in exile under the brutal oppression of the Assyrian Empire. But God had allowed that to happen actually to show them their spiritual darkness. It's not so much that there's a darkness out there in the world, but there's a darkness in here, in each of our hearts. And it's the same for us today. We find ourselves walking in darkness or even deep darkness to the degree that we've turned away from the source of true light. But of course, the wonderful message of Christmas 
is that God has not left us in the dark. Isaiah was prophesying hundreds of years before Christ was born, before the first Christmas even happened, and yet he saw the light that was coming. If you look down, it says he, he says the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And that child would go on to say, I am the light of the world. And Isaiah foresaw the light that Christ would bring at all of those three levels. We're worried about the state of our government? Well, Isaiah says here, the government will be on his shoulders. What a reassurance that one day, third paragraph, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. There will be a kingdom that will outlast all others, governed by the Prince of Peace, and his only rule is love. At the personal level, for each of us as individuals, amidst the stress of relationships and deadlines and mortgages and screaming children, who can we talk to? Isaiah tells us about the wonderful counsellor. Wouldn't you love to book an appointment with the wonderful counsellor whose door is always open, whose practice charges no fee? The wonderful counsellor is ready to hear your troubles, to shoulder your burdens and to strengthen you with his wonderful counsel. And at the level of our whole human species, well, Isaiah never lived to see the day that death's sting was removed. When Jesus Christ, the carpenter's son from Nazareth, walked out of his tomb and changed the way that we understand death. But he got a glimpse He knew that the child would not be a temporary phenomenon, but that he would be, second paragraph, everlasting. He would establish and uphold the throne with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. And he was right. King Jesus not only promises a government of peace to a society in the dark and wonderful counsel to individuals in the dark, but the hope of eternity to a darkened human race. St. John was closer to Jesus than anyone. And in the ninth lesson, which we just heard, John wrote, in him, in Jesus was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Well, I don't know whether that's been your experience, do you know the light of Christ? Uh, If you're in the market for a New Year's resolution, in front of you, you'll find an invitation. Take hold of it and uh, take it away with you. It's for the Alpha course. It's 10 weeks, an opportunity starting in January to explore the claims of the Christian hope. And I guess for many of us, the hope of the light of Christ, maybe it's something like a torch. A torch most of the time lives in the cupboard. We don't think about it too much. Except, of course, when there's an emergency, in which case the hope that there are some batteries which are in it. But, of course, if what Isaiah foresaw and what we celebrate at Christmas is true, then Jesus is nothing like a torch. He's more like the sun. And C.S. Lewis famously said, I believe in Christianity as I believe 
the sun has risen. Not only because by I see it, but because by it I see everything else. And so the light of Christ actually is for life, not just for Christmas. So please take the invitation away. Please consider joining us because frankly, in the past two years, we've come face to face in a new way with the reality of the deep darkness in the world. But if there is any hope of light, then surely that is worth having this Christmas. Amen.